If you arrive in São Paulo through the International Airport of Guarulhos, one of the first sights you have of Latin America's biggest metropolis is the Tietê River. And believe me, it is not the most pleasant of welcomes. It is hard to know what's worse, the smell or the visual aspect of the Tietê. It's impossible to escape the stench of sewage while driving along the riverbanks heading towards the city center. It only makes it clear that the biggest river in the state of São Paulo is mostly dead. And while the Tietê might be the most flagrant example of how São Paulo's urbanism developed to the detriment of the city's rivers, it is far from the only instance. This week, as São Paulo celebrates its 465th anniversary, we will talk about the less festive aspect of Brazil's cultural and financial capital. How São Paulo killed its rivers. My name is Gustavo Ribeiro, editor-in-chief of the Brazilian Report, and this is Explaining Brazil. If you live in or have been to São Paulo, it's likely that you've walked over a waterway without even noticing it. There are between 300 and 500 of them in Brazil's biggest city, running through pipes extending from 1,500 to 4,000 kilometers. And the fate of the city's main rivers doesn't have a happy ending. They've become ugly and polluted, not at all fit for a Sao Paulo postcard. Alguma coisa acontece no meu coração Que só quando cruza Ipiranga e a Avenida São João The city of São Paulo was founded in 1554, at the beginning of the Portuguese colonization of Brazil. The city would only grow to become this giant, 13 million people monster it is today thanks to its rivers. At the time, the exploration and exploitation of the Americas was regulated by the Treaty of Tordesillas, an accord between Portugal and Spain. It divided the newly discovered lands between the two empires along a meridian that today would cut through the capital of Brasilia. Anything west of that line would belong to the Spanish crown. But Portuguese settlers found a way to cross that imaginary border as Renato Simbalista, a professor at the Architecture and Urbanism School of the University of São Paulo, tells us. Tietê is born 60 kilometers from the coast, but exceptionally, its stream goes to the inland and not to the coast. Through Tietê, we can uh, explore the inland of Brazil, we can go until the Rio da Prata and uh, go back to the Atlantic Ocean in uh, Buenos Aires. So it was an extremely favorable situation so that the Portuguese could explore uh, the inner land of uh, South America through this point. Through Tietê, it was possible to explore several areas that technically belong to the Spanish people. This is why it was such an important uh, river for us. Over the next three centuries, the rivers in São Paulo would help supply the growing city with food and other goods and would serve to help the population get rid of their waste. Unfortunately, that remains until this day one of the main uses of the city's rivers. 
Already in the 18th century, residents complained about the quality of the waters. Documentary evidence from the time says that fountains spread around the city brought fetid water into several neighborhoods. In the 19th century, Sao Paulo begins its expansion thanks to the coffee boom that created a new economic elite in the country. Many historians call that time the second foundation of Sao Paulo, from a small inland town to a dynamic city run by coffee barons. Between 1872 and 1890, the city's population doubled and then tripled over the last decade of the 19th century. Eventually, the city would spread into another big river, the Pinheiros. This was possible after city administrators paved over the food plains of numerous rivers. São Paulo was created in a very unlikely uh, territory. It's one of the only metropolises that uh, is not uh, in a coast or, or not uh, created by a major water source uh, because of uh, the, its position, it was very well positioned to explore the inland, which was very important when uh, the railroads were uh, built. São Paulo became a hub of uh, the railroads as well. Uh, so it's a very hilly uh, territory. And when you have hills and mountains, you have also springs of water. And we have three or four hundreds of them uh, in the territory of São Paulo. Since the 19th century, we are, we are channelizing or just covering, just uh, um, destroying all these uh, springs because the urbanization has been very violent. Many of the most important avenues of Sao Paulo have been created on top of some uh, uh, of the rivers. The central region of Vale do Ayangabaú, or Ayangabaú Valley, is an example. Though all paved today, it used to be a valley. Well, that strategy offered more land space to the rapidly industrializing São Paulo, it came at a cost, constant floods during the rainy season, a problem that persists to this day. There are problems about the quantity of water, because if we destroy our springs, we lose quantity of water, and uh, the amount of water per inhabitant is quite low for international standards, so it's... There are also problems concerning the quality of the water. We uh, have uh, summer rainfalls that are quite similar to Asian monsoons. And if uh, you don't have a proper river basin, uh, the, the water runs uh, on the surface in a quite quick path and it causes flood. But problems with São Paulo's water supply don't happen only when the water from streams take over the streets and flood entire neighborhoods. In a moment, we will talk about how a city with up to 500 waterways can suffer from water shortages. Have a flight to catch? Or maybe you missed your flight because of traffic? Experience the best way to get to and from the airport with Voom, Voom is an on-demand helicopter booking platform that allows its passengers to rise above it all. It is possible to fly between nine different helipads in the city from Monday to Saturday for less than 500 reais. Uplift your commute, uplift your life. Download the Voom app free on the App Store. V-O-O-M. Voom is an Airbus company. 
Between 2014 and 2016, residents of Sao Paulo faced a major water crisis. Rainfall was just half of the previous worst year on record, dating back to the early 20th century. By October 2014, the Cantareira complex, the city's main water supply, was at less than 7% of its volume, barely enough for one month's supply of water. It's been 12 days I haven't had one drop of water in my house. Things were so bad I had to get dirty sewage water to flush my toilet. Over 9 million people were forced to ration water. At the time, a report by the State Audit Office pointed out that the shortage was the result of lack of planning. The report declared that if the government had paid attention to warning signs, which began as early as 2004, the crisis could have been either averted or minimized. Renato Simbalista, a professor at the Architecture and Urbanism School of the University of São Paulo, explains why the crisis was somewhat predictable. We have every five years dry seasons and uh, for this kind of predictability, I think we did not respond well enough uh, in the provincial government uh, level. I think the response could have come earlier than it came. And uh, we were threatened to have a really, really severe crisis. The water reservoirs were very low, were in, were in an alarming path. What was interesting is that the population got a quite quick response. It was a very important campaign of a sparing of water, of minimizing consumption, and uh, it was a quick response. During the crisis, then-Governor Geraldo Alckmin's state administration launched a series of engineering projects to fight the water crisis. Those were merely quick fixes to a problem that had been brewing for decades. But while there are clear shortcomings to the local government's approach to São Paulo's rivers, some has been done. In the early 1990s, the government launched the plan to clean the Tietê River. The governor at the time promised that by 2005, he would be able to drink water from the river. Almost $3 billion later, a clean Tietê seems like a pipe dream. But there are some results we can account for. It was less successful than we wished, but it was not totally unsuccessful. In 1992, the dead area of the river, that means area in which fish cannot live, was 400 kilometers. In 2014, it was reduced to 71 kilometers, so that 71 kilometers from the capital, it was already a living river. Uh, we had an inversion in 2015 until 2018. It started to grow again from 71 kilometers to 130 kilometers. Now, 2018, it decreased again, and that area uh, is slightly smaller, 122 kilometers. It's quite a lot. It's a dirty river. It's dead when it uh, goes through the capital of Sao Paulo. But what I want to... Uh, share with you is that it's not a hopeless situation. With the proper politics, proper public policies, we can go on reducing the dead area of this river. And with the wrong policies, unfortunately, we risk 
increasing it again. But the situation has been much, much worse in the beginning of the 1990s when we had 400 kilometers of that river. Brazil's scientific community is certainly doing its share. A study by the School of Public Health at the University of São Paulo is hoping to help clean the Pinheiros River. Researchers discovered that by using microscopic nanobubbles, they could help increase the amount of oxygen in the water and kill bacteria. In the following 12 months, the researchers will analyze the water on a weekly basis to measure the method's effectiveness. And the first results were, and I quote, very impressive. Have a flight to catch, or maybe you missed your flight because of traffic? Experience the best way to get to and from the airport with Voom. Voom is an on-demand helicopter booking platform that allows its passengers to rise above it all. It is possible to fly between nine different helipads in the city from Monday to Saturday for less than 500 reais. Uplift your commute, uplift your life. Download the Voom app free on the App Store. V-O-O-M. Voom is an Airbus company. If you like this podcast, please rate us on whatever platform you use for listening to podcasts. It helps us a lot. And take a look at our website. It's Brazilian.report. Every day we have new content about Brazil's politics, finance, and society. We also got exclusive newsletter services if you want to be briefed on what's going on in Brazil before starting your day. Subscribe now for a free trial and enjoy all of our content for seven days. And it's really free. You don't have to submit any credit card information whatsoever. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Our handle is at BrazilianReport. That's all for now. See you next week. Mm-hmm.